0: don't believe anything he just said I you know, have just the Rav you know you know how lucky you guys are he's Mamish at Tzad <laughs> is that Purim Tan it's God? not Purim no it's Mamish he loves Liggy he loves Liggy when he asked me if I, uh, if i if i uh, it's okay for me to come and uh, participate a little bit and and to makasha myself with uh, the chevri here, so first of all, uh, tzad the geyser, tzad the geyser. So I'm not going to say no to that. He also like, you know, my shver, so I'm, uh, yeah, I can not say no, I can't say no. I'm no one to give a bracha, but I need tefillah? I need on behalf of all of us that Hashem should give you continued strength? Continue strength, kifli kiflaim strength, with all the hiskashas that you have to, to the and all the tzaddikim, that you should be to continue to love you and be makar of you, mavim shba Be makar of me a little bit if you can, a little bit, maybe. Maybe, we'll talk about one it. One night a week. One night a week. 12 a.m., 1 a.m. There you go, like you know, that. I don't know if any of you have ever found yourself in an uncomfortable position, I don't know. I find myself in an uncomfortable position right now. I, I don't wear a kippah, Ben I'm the only I'm the only on stage over here. <laughs> so, I, mean, what am I supposed to say? I'm um, the canal um, undercover. My Zayd <laughs> was also yeah, a There you go. Lamaisa, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to talk about the Rebbe is not—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's nothing I can talk about. I didn't have a personal skoshus with the Rebbe like the other people, like the other rabbanim over here, the didn't have. But I can tell you a story. Tell you, Maisa. and maybe. I'll try to give a little bit of an explanation to the story and we'll see where it takes us, yeah. So the mice is like this, it's a famous mice. Uh, one of the khsidim of the Balatanya was Rishmol Munkis. Rishmol Munkis was known that he did funny things. He was uh, a big Oivid. So the Maisa goes that he was once by the Valatanya by the Altirab, and the Valtanya gave a mimer, he was giving over Tirah, the Chaim. And after the mimer was said, so Rishmol he was such he was in such vacas and such a Silas that he quickly went over to the other chasidim and he said, quickly, tie me to the tree in front of the Rebbe's house. Tie me up to the tree. Take a garatel, tie me up to the tree. So they said, Rishmur, why in the world do you want to be tied to the tree? So he said, you know, when you pass by the shoemaker's house, there's a pair of shoes hanging up in front of his house to let everyone know that this is a house where they make shoes. You go to the carpenter's house, so you pass by, there's, some, there's a table and chair there, everyone knows, this is a place where you make tables and chairs, where you get tables and chairs. By this place, by the Rebbe, by the Balatanya, he makes chsidim. So you have to hang a chassid up, that so people should know that this is where, you, where, where a person becomes a chsid. So that's the question that I want to talk about, just for a few minutes. What does it mean exactly to make a chsid? What does it mean to make a chsid? I understand what it means to teach Tyra, I understand what it means that a Rebbe could give over ideas to a Talmud. You could present ideas before a Talmud, and the Talmud listens and processes it in his own way of thinking. I understand. But what does it mean to make a chasse? Like you make a pair of shoes. That means there was no pair of shoes, and you, with your own hands, made a pair of shoes. There was no chair. You made a chair. What does it mean to make a chasse? But the truth is, let's go a little bit more into that. The very title, the very description that we have of chassid is an interesting one. So you know, there's two descriptions, there's a number of words, but two particular words in Chazal that we have describing a person that's a, a pretty good Jew. And that's a tzaddik and a chassid. Tzaddik and a chassid. What's the difference between a tzaddik and chassid? So Chazal tells us the word tzaddik is a description of someone that does sure sadin. What exact, tzedek, tzedek, truth, righteousness, exact. A means someone that does exactly what he's supposed to do. Not less, but not more, a tzadik. What's a chasid? So chasid awesome. is someone that goes lefnim mishur adin, goes beyond the structure of Yiddishkeit, goes beyond what he has to do, he's lefnim mishur adin. So the Sermar HaKadoshim asked the following question. So it's interesting, by the Talmud of Baal by all the Chetzerim from the Baal Shem it's well known. That the Talmidim, the Hamoinam, they're called Chasidim, and the Rebbe is called what? The Tzaddik. So that's a little bit strange. The term Chasid versus Tzaddik. Chasid is a, is a better description. Chasid means Lefnim sure he goes beyond the letter of the law. The Tzaddik does exactly what he's told, but not more, not less. A Chassid is a deeper, greater description. It's a greater person. David Mel says, "Shomer He doesn't say, "Shomer so why in the world would all the, the great Rebbe's be called by the all, all the Chassidim? They call them a the Tzadikim. But you have the Talmidim are called the Chassidim. One final question. What was wrong with the old term of Talmud? What was wrong with just Rebbe Talmud? Why did the Baal and his uh, Talmudim and so on have to come up with new terminology? What's the Chassid? I don't know, that's, it's really, like, it's, I see season. Like, so what's the chassir? So it's like this. A Rebbe Talmud relationship is one that's purely about information. It's about something that can be objectively seen and objectively quantified. The Rebbe knows uh, the Shabbos. The Rebbe teaches Musefa Shabbos to the student, and now the student knows Musefa Shabbos. Mesef Shabbos is something that, even if you don't know the tractate Shabbos, you could talk about it. You could, talk, you could say, I don't know the tractate Shabbos. You can say that. It's informational. But you know, when the Rabban gave the Torah in our Sinai, He didn't just give us information. First commandment the Ravana said to all the Jewish peoples, I am Hashem your God. As Chazal said, the word Anoichi is an acronym for the following words, nav I am giving myself over to you. There are two sides to Yiddishkeit. There are two things that have to be transmitted from generation to generation. There's one thing that has to be transmitted from generation to generation, that's called information. And that's that transmission of content, of information, of words that can be qualified, classified, organized. And even if you don't know the words, you could, you could still see them on the shelf. That transmission is from Rebbe to Talmud. That's from Rebbe to Talmud. And in fact, we have a bryce that's well-known, Ketze Seder Mishnah. There was a certain way of how even Maisha Rabbeinu gave over information. It was to Aaron and Aaron's sons. And Pinchas was there. There's a whole transmission of information. But then there's another type of Mesirah. There's another type of transi- transmission. And the other transmission is not about information. Rather, the other type of transmission is something that Chazal and Masef describe, described, which is called the Mesirah, the transmission of Saitis HaTirah, the secrets of tire What does it mean, the secrets of tire What does it mean, a secret? For someone that doesn't know the Laws of Kiddush. The so Laws of Kiddush is a secret. You know? So what, what qualifies something halachically as the secrets of Torah? You know what the secrets of Torah is? The secrets of Torah is, is, is giving over the experience of being attached to the Infinite One. And every single Jew has a certain level of capability of experiencing that, of being able to absorb that experience of what? Of anachet v'ayalakech haim Hashem your God. And as Rav Nachman Bresliver taught, you know, Dovah said in Tehillim, Dovah Melech said, ki ki I know Hashem is great. So Rav Nachman said, oh, I know Hashem is great. Everyone knows Hashem is great. But Dovah said, like, I know something that you don't know. I know God is great. Everyone knows God is great. It says Rav Nachman, no, no, no. Information we could all share. I can know things about God. I can know things about Judaism. You can know the same things about God and the same things about Judaism. Maybe I know a little bit more. Maybe you know a little bit more. And we can talk to each other about that. And I can say, I could talk about things that I don't know. I like can at least point to it on the shelf. But what Dovda Melech is describing is the experience of Elekos. The object of Elekos. And that reality that Dovna Melech is experiencing, which is Havaya, which is that unity, that feeling of being lost in something much, much bigger than you. That's not anything that you can truly articulate. It's not anything that can really be explained to anyone else. It's something that just has to be given over. It's something that somehow, in some way, has to be transmitted from generation to generation. This inexplicable, inexplainable Unquantifiable experience of attachment to that which is infinite, that which is beyond. This is transmitted not from Rebi to Talmud, this is transmitted from Rebbe to Chasid. When we, when we talk about in Chazal, the term chasid means that someone goes Lifnim Mishurasadin. Let's understand that on a deeper level the word din means that which is quantifiable. Din means judgment, structure. It fits in a certain box. That's information. Information fits in certain boxes. What does it mean someone that is connected to that which is called that part of a Jew that's capable of what? Of experiencing that which is transcendent. The part of a Jew that's capable of experiencing something which cannot be quantified and qualified and explained and even articulated in clear words. It's just Hashem. I know the the beauty of Yiddishkeit, I know the greatness of God, I and mean, that's not, it's an experience. That part of a Jew that's able to experience that, that's custom-made to experience such a thing, that's called chasid. And the job of the tzaddikim, the job of the Rebbe's, the Baal established, was not just to give over information, was to give over that experience of Eloquus. Now, the elakos, the divinity that the, that the Rebbe experiences is completely unknowable to the Talmud. You see, in terms of information, even if the Rebbe knows more than the Talmud, the Talmud could at least point and say, the Rebbe knows those swarm, I don't know them. So you could at least talk about that which you don't know. But that part of the Rebbe, which is the chasid part of the Rebbe, the student can't even articulate anything about it. You can't even say anything about that aspect of the Rebbe. That, that the level of, 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 of rabbinish, the level of, of God, that, the, that the, the Rebbe experiences, the Talmud isn't even able to talk, to say any words. Like the Zar describes it as de kol de kol it's the coal steeman. Atikin, the atikin. It's that which is hidden beyond all that which is hidden. You can't even say words. And somehow, in some way, The tzaddik has the obligation and the responsibility, the Rebbe has the obligation and the responsibility not just to give over information, but somehow, and this is the trick, to somehow package within the information that he's able to give over and the words that he does articulate to the students before him, to somehow give over words that in those words is saturated the experience of elakusim. And then when the students are able to hear those words, which can be articulated and can be qualified and can be quantified, somehow in a way that, the, tsa, that the, the, the student himself doesn't even understand, something is changing within him and something is changing within her. That somehow by absorbing within the mind and heart, even the understandable words that the Rebbe says, the inexplainable, the almost... In our, the, the, the chosid part of the tzaddik, the chosid part of the Rebbe somehow finds its way in the bloodstream of the, of the Talmud. And the Talmud sits by the shear of the Rebbe, and at the end of the shear is able to then, if someone asks him, what did you hear? And the student can, can say what they heard. They can say all the different ideas, all the different insights, they could go through all of that. But something much, much deeper took place, because encoded in those words of the Rebbe, was not just the information. What was encoded in those words of the Rebbe was the transmission of that experience of Har Sinai, which is called Your God. And that experience of Har Sinai, Moshe Rabbeinu received, and Moshe Rabbeinu gave that over to Yeshua Benun. And the way Moshe Rabbeinu gave it over to Yeshua Benun, by giving a shir, by saying words, by giving over ideas, but the, the the unbelievable power of Maisha Rabbeinu and those that follow in his footsteps are those that are able to somehow saturate those very measurable words with which that which is immeasurable. And then when the student hears those measurable words from the Rebbe, they become a chassid from that. Why is it that the chassidim don't call the Rebbe a chassid? The reason is, is because that term, chassid, which is describing that part of the person that is experiencing elokus, the student, we can't even talk about what the Rebbe experiences in that way of chassid. All we can talk about when it comes to the Rebbe are the words that he says, the measurables, the tangibles. We call them a tzaddik. But the chiddish of the tzaddik is that he encodes in his words that experience of elokus that we wouldn't otherwise have a connection to. And so what we experience are the measurables, the tangibles, the tzaddik, the surest hadin of who the Rabbi is. But then when we walk away from the shir, when we walk away from the Torah, we don't just come away knowing more, we come away chassidim. And that's how a person becomes a chassid. It is impossible for a Jew on their own to receive anachia shemalakecha that experience of Honeche Shemuel was given to Myshe Rabbeinu and that experience has to be given over and transmitted from the Meisha Rabbeinu of that generation to the Meisha Rabbeinu of the next generation and that's the only way it's transmitted but the trick is that though that, that you can't really identify what you're transmitting you can't really talk about it once you talk about it, once you articulate what it is, it's not the chassid it's not the infinite it's now finite so the trick of the, of the Rebbe is that he's able to take something which is finite, the words of Taira. Like Rabbi Talb mentioned, the whole chiddush of Taira, something that is finite, but at the same time is saturated with that which is infinite. And the Rebbe is able to give that over, the tzaddik part of himself, he's able to give over to his students. And when the student receives the tzaddik of the Rebbe, then the student becomes a chassid, And that's what it means to be a chassid. When Rishul Munki said that by the house of the Baal Tanya, this is where Hasidim are made, is because none of us, any one of us can, can go to a library, go to a base medish, and you can open a safer, and you can learn information. And the person that's authored that book, or the lecture that you go to, and you come away knowing more, he didn't make you. He presented information, and you received it, and you learned it sort of in, in your own way. The only thing that can be given over to you is being a nechazim. It's the only thing that can be given over. And the way that's given over is never, it's never obvious. It can never be obvious. The infinite side of the lakus can never be, you can't talk about it. It's a secret by its very definition, it's a secret. Anything that you can articulate is already not that. But what the Rebbe can do is that he could package it in specific finite words. And this is what it means to learn Khsi this Why why is you know why is it, it? It's something that we find in many schools of, of, of from Shem, but in Chabad in particular, it's le kim chayim. You know what's amazing about again, I could I'm a little bit of a funny thing, you know, so, you know it's like one of those things if you're Jewish you can say Jewish jokes, right? And if you're like African American, you can say African American jokes. So I I feel like I can say a lot of jokes. I feel like I can make fun of Litfox, I give a thing of mana I feel like I could get away with it, so I'm not going to make fun of anyone guffawing. It. But it's interesting when it comes to Chabad Hasidus, the the the, the mamorim and the sichas from all the going back from the baltania Tanya to the the Rabbah. I thought you meant to tell a joke. No, that's how you just get people's attention. So the way it's with such ariches, the length and breadth of the mamorim, and the way. Every single Nasi try, is, is, is trying, is not just trying, is using very tangible Micholin parables, concepts to give over something which, after the mimer is over, you can say what you learned. But at the end of the day, what's amazing is, the sakhakhl, every single mimer. again, I'm not, gonna, I'm not an expert in any of it, but I'm willing to put money that anyone that really learns see this knows that the end of every mimer, if someone really asks you, what are you taking away from this mimer, the answer really is three words. Einoid movadah. I, the mimer, was 10,000 words, and it quoted 500 gemaras, and it was super complicated, it went this way, went that way, and upside down, and inside out. But that's not the tzadik. That's all the tzadik. But the tzaddik is encoding in the words of the tzaddik, the measurable words, the immeasurable reality of Eina Novada. And this is what you find by Shluchim. The kayach the, the of these people, the kayach of these people, the mamish changed the whole world. They're not afraid of nothing. Mamish is not afraid of anything. How are they not afraid? How are they not intimidated? How do they have such confidence? The answer is because they're chsidim. The rabbi made them chsidim. And the experience of Moshe Rabbeinu. when Moshe Rabbeinu received an harsinah v'neicha vaila kecha that he gave over to Yeshua Benon. Moshe hevul ter mesina Yeshua, not v'lamda. He didn't teach it. Kaiteser de Mishnah. We have information about how Moshe Rabbeinu gave a shear, but when he gave over elakus in that shear, he gave it over to Yeshua Benon, and Yeshua Benon to the Zakainim, and then the Zakainim to the neviim, and the neviim to anshiknes hakdoyle, all the way down to the tzaddikim of every generation. And, and all the Hasidim of the tzaddikim are on that chain or part of that shal-shal, part of that messiah. So what's our avayda? So I don't know. But speaking for myself, what do I think my Avaida is? My Avaida is like Yushalmi says, you know, Yushalmi says whenever a person sits and learns, every time you sit and learn, you should imagine that the person that you're quoting from, that you're learning from, is standing in front of your face teaching it to them. So you're learning a Rashi? Rashi's right there. Mamash. Bayan Rava. Ravina Vashi. Rashi. Rajva, Rambam. Balatanya, Arizal, the Rava. Mamash right there. Why? Why is that so important? So to give a certain COVID? It's not a covet issue. It's because if you want to be a Chassid, then you have to receive from the Tzad. You want to be a chassid, you can't just learn information in an abstract way, just in a a little bubble by yourself. Happened to be, this information was written by an Adam Gadol and that's not. You have to receive it from Ayesha Rabbeinu. And you have to realize that the people that you're receiving Torah from, from your Rabbeinu, to realize this that they received it from their Rabbeinu. And they received it from their Rabbeinu. And they received it from their Rabbeinu to Ayesha Rabbeinu himself. And when a person has that maisha, when you have that consciousness and that realization that what you are learning is complicated and complex and amazing with uh, super-duper complicated details and it's all tzaddik, it's all din. But you should know what you take away from that through the hiskashras and through the dedication you have by simply wishing that you could see the people that you're learning from. You know, that's also part of it like when i go to the oil it's always like a bittersweet experience i, I just speak for myself So i go there I watch the video you know like the like the, the Rebbe talks about the, in a number of places already but one thing is conscious where he talks about like what to do by kiver tzaddikim, and you know, yourself and there's always like you know because i'm always reminded that he says over there and it's really mamish Givaldik, gavaldik if you knew that tzaddik was you ever met him in his life and then you can imagine didn't being there, and he could, be, he could be brought back to that place. I mean, uh, But I think that itself, the fact that we wish we, we had the tzaddik alive in a physical way, in a physical sense, that we could Mamish go, get brachas and aitsas. And, and not even brachas, just to see his face in that way, that itself that self is hiskashos. That itself is, means that when we learn his Torah, we're receiving from the Moshe Rabbeinu that he received from. And that's our collective tefillah. Because when it comes to the Midas Haddin, when it comes to that structure of Yiddishkai, the measurables, there's such a thing as Yeridus Hadaris. And the guys in the show will know that my, the, the two words that I hate the most are Yuridis Hadaris. Those two words, I can't stand Yeridus Hadaris. What does it mean? Is generations get weaker and weaker as the generations go on? As you move farther and farther from our Sinai, the tangibles of Yiddishkeit, the measurables—how much Torah you know, how long is your Shvanesrei, how dedicated you are—gets weaker and, weaker and weaker and weaker, because that's the nature of that which is finite. It becomes even more finite. But if a person is willing and able to be makasha themselves to what? to the intangibles, to the immeasurables, to the elikus that's somehow woven in those words of the tzaddik that you're learning from, then all of a sudden that which is infinite isn't God isn't governed by those rules of the He Isn't governed by those rules. And just like Rabbi Taub said that when the Rebbe came to America, he was not in his spall. He was not in his spall by anything anyone said. Oh, it can't be done if It can't be done over here. If there's Yiddin, what do you mean he can't? If there's yidin, their Talmiden, their Chassidim, their potential Chassidim, you can't. What does that even mean? That's coming from a person that received Torah from Aisha Rabbeinu. So when we are Makasha ourselves, the, amnes, the Tzaddik and Amnas, the the Generation, with Gagulim, with the Shraksh, with the Spouse, we want to receive, we want to experience who God is. And if anyone here that's listening is thinking to themselves, I don't know what Zach is talking about. I don't know God, infinite. Good. Because you use that as a tool of, in, of, of awakening yourself up. Of like, okay, I want to know. I don't know either what I'm talking about. But, that, but that's, that Hagu for that itself. I want to know what I'm talking about. And that itself causes the Yiskashur. causes the connection to those Tzadikim that have it in them. Who the Rabbanu Shalom is. Hashem should help us and Hashem should bless us that we should become Chassidim. We should be able to akash ourselves to the Rebbe, and to the old Siddiqui and to find ourselves part of that Messaira. And when a person finds themselves in that of Moshe Kibbu Taramessin, Yeshua, then there's no Ymir It's the same Eloquus that came to Har Sinai. It's the same Eloquus that finds itself in Tufshin, Pepe, and Lawrence. It's the same God. There's absolutely no difference at all. I'll end off with a quick story. It's one of my personal favorites. So maybe it'll become one of your favorites. I don't know. My, it's a short ma'isim. Ma'isim goes that there was a uh, chassid that once came to Rav Nosson and he was asked for he asked for a bracha for shadokhan. So Rav Nassim gave him a bracha, and he started talking about shadokhan, whatever, and he was giving him chizik it's by the breast, by 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 like, You know, it's a bracha. chizik. So Rav Nassim said, you know, Yaakov also had a hard time with shadokhan. So you're not alone, Yaakov Vino. Yaakov whole life was sissri tyro. His whole life is his retirement, What have is to Yaakov Avinu. So said, you're making a very big mistake. Your life is as mysterious as Yaakov Avinu's life. The difference is, he knew it, and you don't. It's the only difference. It's the biggest bracha in the world, that Hashem should bless us, we should know our lives are mysterious, our lives are deep, and all the measurables of our lives, what's contained within it, that which is immeasurable, that which is infinite, that which is expansive, that which is transcendent. Bless with that with that, with, that, with of the deacon. And we shall be able to become eye Hashem, see them, Yisrael. And we be, be able to see with our own two eyes the return, the return of the Bais the return of Klai Yisrael, to Yisrael, and here he may